Hello ladies, if you are fed up, confused as hell, or just over all the drama around weight loss, you are in the right place. My name is Bonnie LaFrac and I am your host here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where I help you make weight loss easy, achievable, and even fun. Because what is more fun than becoming exactly who you want to be in the body you want to be in? Let's take the shame and bullshit out of dieting and weight loss and lose the weight for the last time. Ready? Let's go. Hey, welcome back to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. I'm Bonnie LaFrac, and today I'm talking all about the diet industry. Dun, dun, dun. I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not raging against the machine. Maybe you're surprised, maybe you're not surprised, but let me start here. Inside my free group, Food, Fitness, Fat Loss for Real Life, and you can find that on Facebook. If you're female, 35 to 59 plus, that's the place for you to go. I have this free group. I've had the free group now for over two and a half years. It's, you know, about 4,600 women in there from all over the United States. And I will even say now all over the world. So it's it's a very fun place uh, to meet other women who are obviously looking for weight loss or they're looking for fitness. They're looking for, I think, reality. I think that's what draws people into the group and keeps them there. And I like to have conversations in the group. So not just, you know, me talking at people or, you know, doing a a live where nobody interacts, but I like to ask a lot of questions too. And occasionally, every so often, every few months, I'll probably post a very similar question. It'll sound something like, what is in the way of your weight loss? Or what do you think is in the way of your weight loss? What do you believe is in the way of your weight loss? What's in the way of your weight loss? Don't say me. Now, of course, we, right? We, me, you, we are somehow in the way of our weight loss, right? We can't, I mean, it would be nice to put the onus somewhere else, but obviously it might be something that we are thinking or feeling or believing or doing or not doing that is maybe in the way of our weight loss. So it's always interesting to see all of the different answers. Sometimes it is just about having fun and laughing about it and, you know, doing the funny gifs or sometimes it's more serious. And this last time was, I want to say two or three weeks ago, a woman had commented that the diet industry was in the way of her weight loss. And I responded back. I said, okay, that's very interesting. Why do you think the diet industry is in the way of your weight loss? And she said, well, because the diet industry idealizes thinness. And I thought I was, you know, I thought I was in the right group, but maybe I'm not. Maybe this is not a group for me. And I responded back. I said, no, I think this is the perfect group for you. This is a perfect conversation. I'd love to talk about this. And then she left the group. Um, she took her ball and went home and that's okay. I fully respect that. I understand sometimes, especially on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, like you don't always know necessarily if somebody's just asking you a question, if they're like disagreeing with you. Well, sometimes you might know. Um, I find some platforms might be more friendly than others, but I was not, you know, it's my Facebook group. I'm not trying to troll anyone. I'm really just trying to get more information and ask more questions. And sometimes when people ask us questions, we get defensive. We think, well, wait, 
is this not true? Did I do something wrong? Am I wrong? Do you think I'm wrong? Are you calling me out? That kind of thing. And so I, I assume she felt either called out or that she truly felt um, my group is just, hey, everybody who loves to diet, come here. <laughs> Let's just talk all about how many grams of protein are in a can of tuna and you know which tuna has the, less, the least amount of fat and all of that stuff. And we can talk about that. I'm not opposed to it, but the group is not about just you know, name your favorite diet and here's my best 10 diet hacks and here's how to lose weight by dieting. Um, also, um, dieting, the word diet or the verb dieting to diet does not trigger me at all. I've already had my come to Jesus moment with dieting and you might be triggered by the word diet or dieting and maybe she was too. So I thought it would be reasonable, good, interesting, fun, about time to talk about the diet industry. And obviously I could probably talk for hours and hours about all the different diets and, you know, the marketing of dieting and all of the history of diets, but who's got time for that? I just wanted to say, number one, we, I, I could rage against the diet industry. I could. I mean, I could find a lot of things that I don't like about it that are wrong, um, that I don't agree with, that go against my own morals or values or my mission. But I could also do all that with the education system or the government or politics or the car industry or the fast food industry. We could take a look at clothing manufacturers. We could take a look at magazines. We could take a look at social media. We could take a look at health education. We could take a look at physicians. We could take a look at farmers or food supply or grocery stores or, you know, any sales and marketing of anything. If we really want to drill down and find fault with who, who is to blame for dieting and for this idealized this sort of idea that thinness, being lean, being skinny equals happiness. And I think that's really where um, my, former, my former group member was coming from, is that the idealization of being in a certain body. And I agree. I think, you know, we're bombarded, men, women, children, we're bombarded. You know, if you listen to the radio, um, if you watch TV, if you're on social media, if you still look at newspapers or magazines or billboards, everywhere you go, there are a lot of messages about how women should look and what your body should look like. And it is interesting. You see now more and more influencers on social media have said, okay, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to show my body's imperfections. I'm going to celebrate the different sizes. You know, I'm going to celebrate different sizes. I'm going to be a bigger size and I'm going to celebrate that. And I'm happy in my body. And I think that's totally fine too. I, I do take exception. Um, when we just go to all the extremes, I think it's really hard to argue that somebody who's 150 to 200 pounds over weight, I, I think it's hard to say, well, that's healthy right? That's a, that's okay. 
that person is putting themselves at risk for diseases, for, you know, cardiac events, for diabetes. Um, you know, it, it does impede your physical health when you're hundreds of pounds over a healthy weight. And again, we could argue about what is healthy. I tend to um, disagree with some of these BMI charts or the old-fashioned height and weight charts that sort of say, hey, if you're a five foot seven woman, you should weigh 129 pounds. Like, uh, okay, if you have bird bones, maybe. Um, I don't really tend to comply with, you know, anything that's government or state, federal, anything that's mandated. Like these are the charts and you need to fit in. But I think we could all agree there's, you know, a reasonable amount of health you should expect by being at a reasonable body weight. And that is sort of interesting because it's going to vary. I think most women are actually heavier than most of these charts. And there's nothing wrong with that. The, the average woman probably weighs 175 pounds. And it's not because she's obese or overweight or over fat. A lot of women I know, you know, in their 40s and 50s work out all the time. They strength train, they do yoga, they go to dance class, they play pickleball, they do all the things. And you don't have to be 129 pounds. If you are 129 pounds, maybe, you know, that's even heavier than you want to be. There is no there is no one way or right way. I don't get too hung up on it. I kind of got over this idea of diets and dieting being a thing, being a bad thing. And I think the diet industry only is a problem when you think it's a problem. Ultimately, we as human beings get to decide what it is that we want to believe about our own bodies. And I don't think it's just the diet industry trying to tell us how we should look. I think you're going to find, if you really think about it, it's much more in terms of fashion magazines, movies, um, a supplement company. I mean, there's, I think there's many more industries that are showing certain kinds of bodies more than the diet industry. Like when I look at, you know, when I see a Jenny Craig commercial or a Nutrisystem commercial, they're just, they show before and afters and they show, I think, kind of average women um, who have lost whatever, 30, 40, 50 pounds. And that's it. They're not necessarily pushing an agenda of, you know, you don't look good enough. You're not good enough. And all of these women are now good enough. Like once you lose weight, you'll be good enough. I think it's way deeper than the diet industry. I think it's much more um, insidious than just saying it's the diet industry. I think it runs, you know, families, the messaging that you may have gotten from your mother or your gym teacher or your ballet teacher or other girls. It's, you know, it's out there. And what we can do now as adult women is make a decision on what we, what we choose to believe. And, you know, I can tell you, um, I've been all sizes and all weights and my, (laughs) my body is, 
you know, it has the scars and my body has the cellulite. My body has the loose skin. Um, and I'm, you know, would I want to change it? I suppose so. But having this next level of, oh, I hate using the words food freedom, but more like that uh, freedom from obsession over food or over dieting or over, you know, worrying that I don't look a certain way, that is a very happy place to be. So it's not that being lean or being thin or at a certain weight or at an ideal weight or the right weight is happiness. What I think brings you more peace and calm and confidence and assuredness is the freedom from not dwelling constantly on, can I eat this? Can I not eat that? How many calories is that? How many grams of carbs is this? Have I gone over my protein? Um, do I, you know, can I eat now? When can I eat? Is it, is it, is the window open? Is the window closed? Um, all of that stuff. I, you know, I can't necessarily blame the diet industry. I, th I think we, we have a lot of, if we want to point fingers, I think we could spend a lot of time pointing fingers or we could say, okay, what do I, what do I make it mean? What am I making it mean that the diet industry is idealizing thinness? What, what does that mean to me? Why is that a problem for me? Right? That's where, that's where the conversation is and not in a way that makes anyone wrong. I think it's interesting to talk about and to hear where some of your thoughts and beliefs have come from. Because I don't think it's necessarily just Weight Watchers' fault. <laughs> it's Weight Watchers. They came to my house and they, you know, pulled me out of the house and they drove me to the meeting and they told me I was fat and they told me I wasn't good enough and I had to be thinner. And when I was thinner, I would be happy. Or maybe that was what your experience, but I don't think so. Maybe your mom drove you. Maybe your grandmother drove you. Um, maybe you never did Weight Watchers, but you heard other similar messages. And, you know, part of Unfuck Your Weight Loss is being able to say, okay, hey, interesting. In my past, before, now, there were people or things that, you know, got in my head. Somebody told me at some time that I had to look a certain way or my body had to be a certain way or I just being a younger woman in the world started to pick up on those cues that, hey, if you want to get ahead or if you want to be liked or loved or admired or um, you wanted people to find you interesting or desirable, that you had to look a certain way, right? It doesn't take long to, you know, if you grew up watching Gilligan's Island, right? The movie star, Marianne. I mean, take a look around. <laughs> you didn't have to look far to see what was on TV, what was in the movies, what is in magazines. It, you know, when I, I will tell you, um, during COVID, um, I started watching Magnum PI, the original one from the 80s. I'd never seen it before. Um, and, you know, for those of you who don't know, I have a very strange affection for Tom Selleck. Probably uh, he should take a restraining order out on me. Um, I'm kidding. Um, 
may be kidding. Anyway, I'd never seen Magnum PI and it's COVID and you know, why not do something useless with my brain? Um, so I started watching all of the reruns and, and I liked the show, by the way. Um, what was interesting, this show, of course, I think went from 1980 to 1988. And what I noticed were all the females in this show, Magnum PI, were so thin. Oh my God. Teeny tiny waists, literally must be like 20 inch waist. Um, there were a lot of different women, um, on the show, a lot of very famous women. Um, I remember there was Morgan Fairchild. Um, I'm trying to think of the other, um, Mimi Rogers. Um, there, there were, uh, it's tons of famous people in general were on the show, but all of the women in the eighties, when I was growing up, that's what I would see on TV. Even though I never saw that particular show, it was very reminiscent of other shows, even another old show like Friends. And it's on Nick at night and I occasionally catch it and I enjoy a good Friends episode. Um, I just notice and I think about it still like, wow, those women, they're all so small and so thin, right? And sometimes I catch myself watching the episode and just really thinking about like, were they born that way? Or like, what is up with that, right? And as, as, as regular women, we become obsessed, right? And then we all get our hair cut like Rachel and want to be like Rachel and all of that stuff. Um, but I digress, as I'm known to do. I want to tell you that if you have thoughts and feelings about diets, dieting, the diet industry, you're not alone and you're also not wrong. I, I think one of the dangers, however, is that when we feel like, all right, I'm rebelling against diets and dieting and the diet industry and they're wrong and they're bad and they're perpetuating negative self-esteem for women, again, not untrue, but what happens is that we then seem to go the all or nothing route. If I'm against diets and I'm against dieting and I'm against diet culture and the diet industry and anything that reeks of a diet, then I tend to do like the, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to eat as much as I want whenever I want because I want to. And that's how I'm going to take a stand against dieting. And I think that's actually the problem is that we feel like in order to with uphold a mission, like to be anti-dieting or to be anti-messaging about dieting, that instead we just do whatever we want without intentionality in terms of how we eat or how we drink or how we move our body. You can be anti-diet. You can be all about flexible nutrition, flexible eating, or even get this flexible dieting and still have the intentionality with your food to still make decisions that are the best for your health and your wellness and your mindset and your goals, physique goals, uh, strength training goals, whatever the goals. We don't have to make any of that bad or wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting a flat stomach. There's nothing wrong with wanting uh, more defined arms or a curvier bum. That's what they say in New England, a butt, um, an ass, a curvier behind, right? There's nothing wrong 
with wanting to change your body, you can still love your body and want to change it. You can still love your body, want to change it and be anti-dieting, right? I am anti-restrictive dieting. I am anti-crazy ass shit dieting. I am anti um, just making diets so strict and unsustainable that they are bound to fail. And every time we regain the lost weight, we also lose a little piece of our own sanity and our own self-esteem. That's where I stand on it. I also want to to make just a little asterisk. There's another piece um, in my life when it comes to dieting is that I do work with clients on what is called contest prep or competition dieting. This is the type of dieting someone would do to get on stage. Someone who is in the sport of bodybuilding um, or any of the other categories, whether that's figure, fit body, physique, bikini, all of those types of, let's call them all physique sports as an example. I want to tell you that level of dieting is not everyday dieting. It's not even everyday dieting for them. It's not a 24, seven, 365 kind of thing. You just can't sustain that. There has to be an on season and an off season for that. And a lot of women sometimes think the only way to get lean to have a bikini body is to actually do a bikini level type of diet. And that's that I am against. I think that's where you get, you know, you know, really in your own head and in your own way. And it fucks with you. Um, that level of dieting is not meant to be sustained. It's meant for 12, 16, 20 weeks max, really at a time. Um, it's hard on your body. It just is. It can be very depleting. You, you do need rest and recovery after, after that. Um, for regular everyday women, if you want a bikini body, right, it is put a bikini on your body, right? You've heard that before. Um, so if you have thoughts and feelings about diets and dieting and the diet industry, it is a-okay. We've all, we've all had the thoughts. I, um, for me, when I just sort of realized, you know what, diets are not a problem. Dieting is not a problem. It's simply what I make those words mean. If I make diets and dieting mean I can't have anything and I can't have any foods I enjoy and I'm going to be feeling restricted and deprived and it's not fair and why me and you know I have to cue the violins and I'm having a big major pity party that's the problem it's what I make it mean and maybe this will be helpful for you if you find that you are feeling defeated or disappointed or deflated, or all the D words, um, or as my kids would say, D's nuts. That's a whole other topic um, because they're nine and they have no idea. Um, if you feel, if you have feelings about something external, like a, the circumstance of a diet or dieting or the diet industry, it is just an opportunity to have a conversation to just figure out where that's coming from because it's probably blocking you from actually losing the weight that you want to and being in the body you want to at any actual size or weight. There is no one size or one standard or one right weight, at least in my book. Um, so with that, um, I hope that gives you maybe some clarity, um, maybe is a relief. Maybe the diet industry isn't the problem. 
the problem is what we make all of that mean. And that is good news because then we actually have control. I can't control the diet industry. Just like I can't control, I don't know, any industry. I can't control the movie industry, right? I can't control Hollywood. I can't control the car industry, the government, politics, uh, the teacher union. I can't control these big entities outside of myself. I will feel very powerless and feel very downtrodden if I feel like I'm just trying to, you know, rage against a machine that is unbeatable. Instead, I empower myself knowing I get to decide what it all means to me, right? For me, diets and dieting just is another word for eating. It's just eating on my plan or eating what I've planned or eating my program or eating the foods that work best for me. That's it. Dieting and eating is an interchangeable word for me. It doesn't mean I'm restricting. It doesn't mean I'm taking away all my favorite foods. It doesn't mean I'm fasting for a million years. I look at flexible eating, flexible nutrition, flexible dieting as all the same. If dieting is a very triggering word for you, that is cool. Cool. Take it out. Make. Let's go to flexible eating. Let's go to flexible nutrition and know that it's not about necessarily this intuitive eating, which I think takes a lot of time and practice. Um, it's the intermediate step. It's figuring out how do I plan in the foods that I do like or the foods that I enjoy with my family and not make anything restricted or off limits or a problem. And that, my friend, is how we unfuck our weight loss. I hope you have a wonderful day and a fantastic week. Of course, if you're not already part of the discussion, you're like, I don't want to join that Facebook group. You're going to love it. Come on over. Food, fitness, fat loss for real life. If you haven't already followed me or friend requested me on Facebook, I'm Bonnie.Lafrac. You can find me on Instagram at BonnieLafrac. I would love to connect with you. You could also see the links on how to work together, right? Wouldn't you want to hear, hear this voice in your ear all the time? You can find me. Um, at my website, which is www.bonnielefrag.com. You can find two programs we have. One is a membership called Self-Made Society, and the other is my premier coaching program called Self-Made. You know what Self-Made is about? It is about feeling empowered, right? And making those decisions rather than feeling disempowered by the diet industry. We empower ourselves. We learn how to lose weight, with flexible eating, without cardioing our asses off on Pelotons and taking away all of our favorite foods, right? Sounds so good. I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. The next step, of course, is to take action on something we discussed because implementation beats information all day long. If you enjoyed this podcast, Thank you for being here and please leave a review wherever you tune in for all of your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Looking forward to dropping all the F-bombs with you next week. Have a good one.